0: Have you ever met Stevie Wonder?
1: I actually have.
0: What was that like?
1: Um <laughs> I was 16, I think, when I first met him. And he asked, um, because we we, you know, I got to know him well later in life. And he says, Do you remember the first time we met? I'm who remembers the first time we met and um, he said yeah I was on my tour bus and and the first thing he always asks you is what's your sign I mean he is such oh really okay uh-huh yeah so he's like oh Libra Libra okay you know so he's telling me some things and um anyway I was just so nervous so so nervous and um so that I remember I mean, that was the first time I met him I mean, it was just a very brief encounter he and dad were friends And, uh, you know, Stevie, dad being um, such a big part of the social justice, human rights, Mm -hmm. civil rights, Stevie also, as we know, is a very big part of that. So that's really how they connected, you know, as comrades in that way. And so, you know, they were. uh, Oh, no, that's not true. The first time I met Stevie Wonder, (laughs) I was probably eight, seven or eight okay okay this is funny (laughs) i told stevie this story and he was like really i was probably seven or eight so let's just say i was seven and my brother was five might have i could be off by a couple years so you know we're not allowed to eat meat we're not allowed to eat sugar we're not allowed to eat dairy products um so we're, we're looking to see what, where dad's eye is going in case we need to do some sneaking. You know? so, <laughs> trust me, there was a lot of sneaking going on. Let uh-huh. just say. Uh-huh. So, uh, so we're in Washington, D.C. I don't know where I am. I just know I'm somewhere. Later on, I'm like, oh, that was D.C. So we're in Washington, <laughs> D.C., and it was for a uh, Native American walk. It was called the Longest Walk or something like that. In the, in the hotel room was um, Stevie Wonder. What's it? What's this actor's name? Uh, Italian actor. Uh, um, the Godfather. Who's the Godfather? Marlon Brando. Yes. Marlon Brando. I don't oh know. My these goodness. The <laughs> so Marlon Brando, Stevie Wonder is a whole rack of people in the room. And so it's at that what was then the Howard Hotel, which mm-hmm. is now. Uh, I think it's like a Barnes and Nobles, or I don't know maybe that's gone now, but it was it's a part of Howard's property, Howard university okay. property, right on, on Georgia Avenue. So all these people. But we what we were amazed by was that this man, who just happened to be Stevie Wonder, was blind. Now I hadn't hmm. seen blind people before, but I had never seen them with their glasses off. And so oh. I'm looking at his eyes. And I'm like, what me and my brother would, you know, kids just stare. We're like, whoa. And so then my dad, you know, they're all talking and about the movement, the Native American rights movement, and you know, just just having adult talk and and reasonings. And me and my brother are looking at a bowl of candy in the middle of the table. <laughs> So we're reasoning as well. <laughs> just just eye contact. What you want? What you what you think? You think what I'm thinking? So, Dad and the others leave the room, and Stevie is still sitting. And it appears as though Stevie is looking directly at my brother and I. But we're uh-huh. thinking he's blind, though, right? We're thinking, <laughs> what if it's a setup? What if it's a setup? What if it's not blind? What if dad is doing this to Stevie? To all the What we're gonna do. Well, we took a chance, honey. We took a chance. And we took <laughs> that candy. And Stevie was, you know, again, it was looking like, I see you. And so we we snatched up that candy. Um, but I I told Stevie that story years later. And of course, you know, he would have no, he didn't, he didn't know what was happening. Not that he would have remembered if he did, but he remembered the occasion. He said, oh yeah, that was the longest walk. We were there with me, your dad, Marlon Brando, and this, da, da, da. a mm. lot of Native Americans that they had become close with. Right. Um, so yeah, that was my first encounter with Stevie.
0: Wow. Trying to get one over on Stevie Wonder.
1: <laughs> In later years, he became, um, musical mentor Uh, Mm. in later years about 17 years ago he actually flew me out to from dc to la to wonderland studios Mm. i was scared to death i Mm. failed miserably (laughs) it was an interesting experience but he i think he wanted to see if i could write or how well i could write under pressure i see i see Um, and then most recently a year ago I was having a really difficult time, you know, uh, the artist life Boy, this is not for the week. I was just having a rough time, you know, feeling emotionally, low, just trying to figure it all out. And I was talking to my dad, you know, my dad is an ancestor. And I was like, Dad, I need some help. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, And You know, I prayed and I meditated and I just had a talk with dad. And I remember saying to him, dad, I'm ready for my next level. I want you to show me that spiritual magic that you were working with, that next level, that next level. I'm ready. I'm ready. Mm. The next day, Jack, Mm. Stevie Wonder called me and said, I need you. I'm working on my new album, and I want you to write a song with me. Wow, wow, me. Ayata, what? Excuse me, what?
0: Excuse me, what? Get out of here! Are
1: you serious? I was like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, I was well. like, "Okay."
1: Hmm. That was yeah.
0: I I very innocently asked the question. Have you ever met Stevie Wonder? I did not realize it was a setup for, well, by the way, I last year wrote a song with Stevie Wonder, wrote on by his By the album. way, I'm
1: gonna be on his next album. By the, <laughs> song by the credits, way. Writing credits.
0: Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. Well, I wonder, you know, I I I do I do wanna tell me about um tell me about the that experience, because I'm I'm really curious about how you talk to your ancestors, just like you talk with your dad. You know, you you clearly had such a close relationship with him when he was with us in this with us in this life, and you still have that relationship. Uh, it sounds like with him, and 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 you know, maybe there there are other ancestors also that you're calling on. So I'm I'm, I'm curious about how that. How does that relationship work with uh, for you?
1: Yes. Okay. so I wish I could turn this camera around and show you Um, I have. I have uh, an altar Mm. and on my altar, I have several ancestors, personal ancestors, as well as ancestors that I have loved one way or another. Um, So my father there are pictures of my father on the altar. Um, there are pictures of um, my nephew, my niece, and then there are pictures of um, other elders. And you know, we say ancestors, and then we say grandcestors. So you know, Malcolm X and mm. Betty Shabazz, and um, you know Harriet Tubman and Sojourner Truth. So I have I have pictures of ancestors and grandcestors on my altar. And along with that, I have, you know, plants and water. I like to keep water. We talked about, you know, Mm -hmm. the the coolness, the the colors and water. So I, um, I have, um, I have sage and stones, crystals. Um, I have things that are very meaningful to me on that altar. And, um, the altar is always there. And sometimes I engage the altar specifically. And so um, I light candles. I say a prayer. And usually when I call on the ancestors, I begin with calling on Mother, Father, God. And so I'll say, you know, giving thanks to Mother, Father, God. Um... And then, I, and, then, and then I'll give thanks for life and breath and health. And, and then I will give thanks for the ancestors, for my spirit guides, for my guardian angels, all forces of love and light. And then if I specifically want to engage my dad, I will go further and, and speak to him directly. Mm. And there are when my father transitioned, there were several artists who uh, sent paintings, um, sketches of dad from Mm. all over the country. And so there were two that I was particularly connected to, two that I have up on my walls. And the, the night that I had that conversation with him, I was in front of my altar and I had the, the candles going and I was like playing, um, matter of fact, I was playing this song called Superman by Black Coffee, a uh, South African house producer.
0: Okay. And
1: the music was just lifting me. And so oftentimes what I also know is because, because, uh, because I was so physical as a child, Uh, like most children, but like I was a runner, you know, and I was, a, I danced and I jumped and I, so oftentimes I find that it is movement that also helps me connect to the ancestral realm. So something told me to just start jumping and I was jumping Mm. and I was dancing, I was dancing, I was dancing and I was feeling the African rhythms. And it was like, I, I felt the presence of multiple ancestors, but because Mm. I was specifically calling on my dad I began, I walked, there's a painting. As soon as you walk in my apartment, there's a painting um, that Malandella Zulu, an amazing artist who lives in Washington, D.C., did of my father. And this painting, dad is looking right at you. I mean, it's Mm. like he's looking into your soul. And so I remember as I was dancing, I moved away from the altar and I went to the, in front of this painting and I was just like, daddy, I need you. I need mm. you to show me. And I'm just looking at him and I'm just feeling his presence. I'm just feeling his presence so much. And it was almost like, I just almost felt like him winking at me. Like, just wait for it. I got you. <laughs> you know?
0: Boy. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's beautiful.